It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you, Jimmy. Welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Brady Trantham, and I am your host and your guy for all things Oklahoma City Thunder. And for the next 30 minutes or so, you will be so locked on Thunder that you won't know what to do with yourself. And if you're new to the show, I've been covering the Thunder since 2014 and since 2018 with 107.7 The Franchise. Go to thefranchiseok.com for all my Thunder columns and blogs. I actually put out something today on thefranchiseok.com and I'll get to that later. You can also hear me talking Thunder basketball on my other podcast, the OKC82 podcast, which I co-host with Madison Morris. And on Wednesdays, we do the weekly show with Chisholm Holland live at noon at the Press Restaurant. 16th Street, Oklahoma City. If you're out in the area around noon on Wednesday, come say hi to us. With football season coming to a close soon, you will also be able to hear me on Saturday mornings from 10 a.m. to noon on the Franchise Thunder Insiders Show with Jerry Ramsey, John Hamm, Madison Morris, and myself. And our season opener is on December 14th, so tune in. And if you're out of the area, feel free to download the Franchise app. It's completely free, and it's also super, super easy. You just got to sit through one commercial when you turn it on. But if you want to hear the Franchise Thunder Insider Show with the four of us, please, I encourage, download the app. Like I said, it's free, super, super easy. It's Wednesday, and I'm super excited about today because we are going to do the first ever crossover segment where I'm going to sit down with Thunder Media members every single Wednesday. And today, you guys are in for a treat. Miss Maddie Lee from The Oklahoman, for whatever reason, agreed to sit down and talk to me on the podcast. You'll hear that towards the end of the show. Really looking forward to it. So excited. Maddie Lee does a fantastic job covering the Thunder. She's only been covering the team for just over a year now, I believe. I'm still learning so much from her. She is such a grinder. She is such a hard worker. Tons of respect and love to Maddie Lee for jumping on and just doing a good job like she always does. And now it's time to talk about the elephant in the room. If you were listening to the show yesterday, it dropped at noon, but I'll pull the curtain back for you guys just a little bit so you can understand. I record these podcasts the night before, schedule them to come out at noon every single day. I try to get them out at noon at least. I'm sure there's going to be some times where uh, it might come out a little bit later, but again, the idea is to get them out by noon the following day. And obviously that's going to put me behind the eight ball when things are revealed, when news breaks. And I'll try my best to be as up to date as possible. But once the Tuesday pod was released, literally five to 10 minutes later, and it it wouldn't have mattered, obviously, anyway, but five or 10 minutes later afternoon, a Thunder spokesperson came into the media room to tell us all about the Andre Robertson situation. And by now, you're all familiar with what's going on with Andre Robertson. He's away from the team in LA, continuing to rehab just to get a change of scenery. And... It is what it is, but also, once the spokesperson came in and told us, shortly thereafter, we were all allowed to go onto the floor and then go have our scrums with players and Billy Donovan. Now, during this time, I was actually setting up podcast equipment in a different room because Madison Morris and I had the opportunity to do a sit-down podcast with Mr. Deontay Burton, everybody's favorite Deontay Burton, I would probably safely say, and that's available right now on the OKC82 podcast, so feel free to go listen to that and subscribe to it. It was actually... 
a really, really good conversation. It was a really fun podcast. And guys, not trying to lie to you and sell sell it to you. I've listened to podcasts with athletes, with all-stars, with rock stars. And you know, a lot of times, a lot of these guys aren't the best interview. <laughs> they're professional actors. They're professional athletes. They're professional musicians. They're not professional communicators. So it's it's going to be hit or miss at times when you're listening to somebody being interviewed. And I'm sure, I'm sure you're all well aware of that. But Deontay was actually really, really cool to talk to. And I've always enjoyed our conversations going back to Summer League Pat, last year when he first started with, first played with the Thunder Summer League team. He's such a down-to-earth guy. He's really kind. He is basically just a regular person who happens to be talented enough to play in the NBA. So we talked about his college basketball memories going up against Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, while he was an Iowa State Cyclone. That was, of course, really fun to talk about and remember. We talked about Russell Westbrook's fashion. We talked about the third quarters. <laughs> it was actually kind of funny. Not trying to BS you guys. It's a really good episode. I encourage all Thunder fans to go listen to that. So give that a chance. And I might, for the free space day on Friday, I might play a little clip of it just in case just in case this wasn't enough to get you to go over there and listen to it. So rest assured, you will at least hear a little bit of a clip of our sit-down conversation with Deontay Burton. But yes, that is why I wasn't on the floor during the media scrum with Billy Donovan. Of course, answered six, seven, eight questions about Andre Robertson. He can only say so much, of course. I mean, the team knows 100% what's going on. They're only going to give us the bare minimum of what they can tell us, of course. And Billy talked, like I said, he answered six, seven, eight questions. And Billy Donovan talks a lot. It's, it's very cool from my perspective, because it gives me a lot to work with, a lot of quotes. It's better than one word answers. But I'm going to give you guys an opportunity to choose what you want to listen to. So I am going to play a clip of Billy Donovan. I'm going to call it the too long, didn't read portion, where he basically sums up everything. I think it's like the last time he had answered a question about it. I don't mean this how it sounds. He was probably getting a little impatient, or he was probably losing his patience a little bit with the Andre Robertson questions. I mean, I don't mean it in an insulting way. I mean, Billy Donovan, he's a great person to talk to. He's very professional. He understands that we all have jobs to do, and he does a good job of giving us, like I said, a lot to chew on in terms of volume of words. So I'm going to play that clip, and it's like five, six, seven seconds long. And then we'll come back. You'll hear my voice, and I'll set up the next Billy Donovan clip, which is going to be about a six, seven minutes. But again, you can either choose to, all right, I I get the gist of this. I don't want to listen to it. So you can go ahead and skip through the next six to seven minutes and we'll get to our first break afterwards. Or you can choose to educate yourself more and more on what Billy Donovan actually had to say about Andre Robertson. There were some interesting points here and there that he sprinkled through that six, seven minute media scrum about Andre Robertson. But again, I want to give you, I want to give you guys and gals the opportunity to just choose how much Billy Donovan you want to listen to, of course. And then after we're done with Billy Donovan, we will get to a question that I actually had Joe Masato from the Oklahoma ask for me because I was going to be busy talking to Deontay Burton with Madison. It has everything to do with one of the Thunder numbers that we talked about yesterday about how the Thunder's defense is geared to funnel their opponents to shoot a lot of mid-range jumpers. They lead the league in that category. Well, the Indiana Pacers are second in the league in hitting shots from that area on the floor. And I had Joe ask Billy if there's a concern in all that. So shout out to Joe Masato for doing me a solid on that one. But I'll play that clip. And then later on, we will get to Maddie Lee for the crossover segment on this Wednesday edition of Locked on Thunder, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. So here's Billy Donovan, too long, didn't read on Andre Robertson. Anything more than that, I, I don't know how long it's going to take. I don't know if he'll ever be back to, to this. I don't know if there's no return to play date. There's no nothing. He is just a way doing everything he can do, and I give him credit to try to put himself in the best position to go out there and play. 
Now, I've been reading a lot. It kind of brought up this stupid question that I always have. If you listen to an audiobook, can you actually say to people, to friends and family, that you read that book? Just please tweet me, at me at Brady Does Sports, and let me know. But a one way that you can actually go and listen to some good books, Audible. Audible has the world's largest selection of audiobooks and audio entertainment. Start listening with a 30-day Audible trial. Choose one audiobook and two Audible originals absolutely free. Visit audible.com slash LockedOnNBA. Listening on the go? If you can't visit Audible right now, you can find this and all other offers from Locked On sponsors at LockedOnPodcast.com slash offers. When we get back, the full raw audio of Billy Donovan talking about Andrew Robertson from yesterday's practice. More Billy Donovan on my question via Joe Masato of the Oklahoman about if there's a concern that the Indiana Pacers actually shoot a high percentage from mid-range while the Thunder are trying to funnel them into taking mid-range shots. And then I sit down with Maddie Lee of the Oklahoman. You guys are in for a treat. Maddie Lee does a great job. Like I said, it's going to be a good one. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Thunder Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day with me, Brady Trantham. Like I said, guys, here you go. The full raw audio between Billy Donovan and the assembled media yesterday's Tuesday practice, all concerning one Andre Robertson who is away from the team rehabbing in Los Angeles. You know, there wasn't per se just any setback. I don't want to say there was any setback, but what really what it came down to was he can't get himself back to play, you know, and he just wants to try maybe some other avenues to try to get himself to back to play. It wasn't like he got injured. He's not dealing with anything, you know, that, that has set him back. He's gotten to a point and he can't get past that point. And I think in getting to that point for him, he didn't feel comfortable that he could really go out there and play and perform like he wanted to. And he's trying everything he possibly can do to get that to that place where he can take the next step. And that's really what it came back to. So I think with him doing what he did in training camp and then thinking his body needed to recover from that, recuperate, and then trying to amp he could never get past that point. And that point for him was not a point that he felt comfortable playing at. That point, um, when you describe that, I'm trying to imagine you know, what's keeping Andre from, from what is it? Is it, a, is it a stamina thing? Is it a pain? No, I mean, he's situation? got pain. He's got discomfort. He's got, um, he's got uh, a lack of confidence. I don't want to say lack of confidence, but he just doesn't feel like he can go out there and play. That he's, he's, he's dealing with, because of the inju- injury, you know, I don't want to say it's pain, but he's got he's got discomfort there. I would th- I would think that's probably a fair word, mm-hmm. and discomfort to the point that he doesn't feel like he can go out there and play. But the discomfort is not discomfort that he can't go out there and like practice and work and do some of those things. It's just that it's holding him back from him being able to do the things that he knows he needs to do on the floor to be a productive player. When did he first talk to you about the possibility of of leaving? He never really talked to me about it. I mean. You know, he's dealing more with the medical staff and I think the front office on it. I mean, he and I talk a lot. Um, it's never really been about that. It's always been about 
how he's doing, how he's feeling, and the frustration that he was going through. That he can't quite get to the level, he can't quite get to a place where he really feels comfortable playing. I mean, is really what it comes down to. He just does not feel comfortable playing in the position he's in right now. And I think he's obviously worked really, really hard. And he's going to take some time away from the team to whether it's second opinion or different, maybe try to look at some different people, try to get some different help, or try to look at the different avenues. He's just exhausting all of his options as best he can to try to find a way to get himself back playing. Was he participating in contact practices with you all before he, this decision was made? No. Mm-mm. So he was still doing non-contact stuff, mm-hmm. No, he's had some times where he's okay. come back and done some. I don't know what, you know, obviously we're a couple months into the season. I couldn't give you an exact right. timeline. But there's been, like, when he had those four or five days in training camp and then, you know, we we let him rest and he went back and played again. Um, I think that's the point where it got for him where, you know, one was his body readjusting to right, right. what he was dealing with. And clearly it's not that. It's not that he's getting to a certain point and he has discomfort in, 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 in how he's feeling and what he's experiencing that doesn't give him the confidence or the belief that he can go out there and play. And I, and I understand that because, I mean, listen, everybody's deal, everybody deals with anything. And one thing I'd say about Andre is Andre's a tough guy and he plays through anything. This guy played and went up and basically ruptured his platella tendon. And he had been dealing with, you know, just some, you know, issues, challenges, you know, you know, just normal NBA season stuff. This guy's never, ever, like, ducked pain or low. He's got a very, very high tolerance for pain, you know. So for him to say he's at where he's at right now, clearly, there's no doubt in my mind, he's at a place where he just can't play. And he wants to get himself to a place where he can. Is there any talk of having to do another operation? No, I haven't heard anything like that yet. No, mm no. I mean, what, what, what sort of rehab can he get elsewhere that he couldn't be able to get here? Like I said, I mean, guys, I know Matt gave you the thing. I'm trying to answer as best I can. I don't, I mean, I'm trying hard. I mean, the, the reality is, you know, he is trying to exhaust every opportunity to go there. I haven't heard anything he's going to get into surgery. He, 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 he cannot play because of the discomfort in his knee. And um, he wants to try to do everything he can. That's why he's kind of removing himself from the team. I don't really know what anything I, I can say more. I'm trying to trying to do it the best I can and give you a timeline. No, I am, but I mean, I, and I also understand that you guys got a job to do and you guys got a report on it. Um, but I think just in a nutshell, he is just at a place where he has not made the progress that he wanted to make for himself. And I think our medical staff's worked incredibly hard. I think they're an unbelievable group of people. Andre's an unbelievable guy. It was a really, really difficult injury. It was a challenging injury. He had some setbacks last year. We thought we were on a really, really good track, but he has not been able to get over the hump for himself as it relates to his discomfort that he feels comfortable out there playing. And yeah, it's super unfortunate for Andre Robertson. At the beginning of the year, I really bought into his attitude of being full go. He may have very well 100% believed that deep down in his heart. The Thunder may have 100% deep down in their hearts believed that as well. And things just haven't worked out in his best interest. And again, it's really unfortunate. I know fans are extremely upset with how the team just continuously will kind of say one thing over here and then another thing happens. I mean, I get all that fan frustration, but at the end of the day, they're going to do what's best for Andre Robertson. Andre Robertson is going to do what's best for his career. He is on the final year of his deal. 
whatever happens is just going to happen and everyone's just going to have to sit and experience it the same rate that I am, the same rate that you guys are, the same rate that the team is. Again, it's really unfortunate for Andre Arverson. And now real quick before we get to the crossover segment with Miss Maddie Lee, here is a response from Billy Donovan about the Thunder defensively, schematically trying to funnel their opponents into shooting a lot of mid-range jumpers. And their opponent tonight, the Indiana Pacers, are second in the league in hitting shots from that area on the floor. Joe Masato did me a solid and asked the question to Billy if there's a concern defensively for that. You guys are at or near the top of the league enforcing mid-range shots. Those are the shots they obviously want to take. How do you yeah. balance that in a game like this? Yeah, I think the contestedness matters, right? So it's not even even from the three-point line. Um, you know, if a guy is, let's say, a 32% three-point shooter, 30, 30% three-point shooter, we just don't want to give him a dare shot. We want to get a hand up and contest. And to your point, they're a really good mid-range shooting team. So you have to respect that. So we got to contest those shots. Even when people talk about, like, well, the analytics say all these non-rim twos and pull-up jump shots are bad shots. They're bad shots when they're contested. They're not bad shots when they're left open. And these guys are NBA players, and they're good scorers. So, you know, Warren is good enough. Brogdon's good enough. If you're going to give those guys 15-foot jump shots and say, okay, analytically, those are bad shots, when those guys are open, those are not bad shots. Those are good shots. They're good shots for Chris Paul, good shots for Schroeder. Now, when they're contested and challenged, they're probably not quite as good. And now let's get to the crossover segment of the Wednesday show. Miss Maddie Lee of the Oklahoman. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the crossover edition of the Locked On Thunder podcast. And like I've said, I don't know, six or seven times already on this podcast. And it's all pre-recorded, so it's a little weird, but I explained to Maddie beforehand, so it's not too weird for her. But Maddie Lee from the Oklahoman, welcome. Thanks so much for having me. Of course. Um, there's no shoot around this morning. Nope. Uh, so we are doing this from an undisclosed location, also known as my apartment. Um, so <laughs> thank you for uh, driving all the way out here. Um, so far. So yeah, far from it, It's from such a, life. this is such a weird thing that like, real quick before we get into anything, because Eric Horn actually wrote about it for The Athletic about the Thunder not practicing or having shoot arounds as much. This is so weird because I'm so used to the Russell Westbrook Thunder where they would practice every single day. Like every day they would have something. And so me living in Norman at the time, having to drive all the way up here back and forth was such a pain in the ass. Right. Of course, as soon as you come up here, they, <laughs> yeah. they cut them all. <laughs> I know. It's like, eh, no, no more. It's like we've got Chris Paul and Danilo Gallinari. They're a little bit older. Let's just give them the day off. And I'm just like, oh, all right. Works for me. I mean, to be completely honest, they probably should have done this a while ago. Yes. Yeah. Like Steven might have appreciated yeah. that. Andre Robertson. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> we, we saw how... Uh, I mean, it's not necessarily due to fatigue. I'm sure there's a ton of factors, but last year they really spiraled towards the end of the year, and you kind of wonder, like, maybe could fatigue have played into it? I mean, Paul George was playing without two shoulders. God, I can't. Be- I still can't believe that entire that entire situation and now what he looks like. I, I expected this to be a little bit longer of a situation for him to come back from. Oh, 100%. And I'm, he just dove right in. I know. It's like he doesn't have any shoulders. Like, <laughs> like this, the Clippers are not a shoe-in for the title, guys. Like, he doesn't have any sho- – oh, never mind. He's still, oh. like, MVP. Oh, no. They're, <laughs> they're great. They're back. Yeah. He's good. Gosh. No, but I guess we kind of – I already blurted it out. Andre Robertson, obviously the big news yesterday. The funny thing was, and I explained, uh, the Thunder spokesperson came in and told us all before we actually went onto the floor. The funny thing was, is at the time, I was actually on the phone talking to Madison outside, and I buzzed in for a split second, and I saw Matt was talking to everybody. I'm like, I was actually on hold. I was talking to Madison at her other job, 
and I'm like, oh, great. What's going on now? I, I, I need to talk to Madison for something. And then I went outside, talked to her for about two minutes, came back in, and uh, the spokesperson was already gone. And I'm like, what just happened? And you all just kind of looked at me, and you were like, uh. <laughs> I honestly thought you were joking. I didn't realize that you had left the room, and I thought it was like a... Did anything happen? <laughs> no, being a smart legitimately ass, yeah. <laughs> asking. So uh, sorry for not answering your question. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's fine. Um, I, of course, I don't know who told me, but you know, it's something that would be surprising because I mean, even the Ahmadou Diallo thing was kind of surprising because rarely do we ever have somebody come and tell us before Billy tells us or before we actually notice something. I, I guess I really bought in to the whole "I'm full go." I mean, Andre said it at media day. Um, Billy Donovan kind of reiterated it. Sam Presti did it, his preseason availability. He did the, the full training camp thing. And then once the season started, he would do. it seemed like he would do contact for a week, then take a week off, then go back to contact and take a week off. But as soon as he did it that second time, I feel like he'd never done contact again. And I yeah, was still... that's what it sounded like. Yeah, and I was still telling like friends that would ask me, like, is Andre ever going to play again? And I was like, I think so. I really think so. And then the last time that we actually got a chance to talk to him... He was like, I'm going to be back real soon. And maybe I'm just, I'm kind of just rooting for the guy and I want him to be out there. And I was looking at it from that perspective. But still, when once I found out about the news, I'm just like, yeah, I guess so. Well, that's why it was such a big blow. I mean, we did our, our preseason predictions and one of them we had to predict how many games Andre Robertson was going to play. And I think I had the most by far. And Barry decided to... I think he chose zero in the Oklahomans preseason predictions. <laughs> and like now it's looking like Barry's a lot closer than whatever I said. Uh, but yeah, it seemed like he was. And I think that's what the Thunder and he thought too, that he was really on the cusp of returning. And this was like the reason that I know everyone gets really uh, fatigued. <laughs> we're just going to bring back that word yes. again with all the Andre Robertson news because we were reporting, you know, day after day, like, okay, he's he's doing contact. He's not. Okay, he's out. He's he's out again. He's out again. Nothing, nothing got on my nerves more than when I would report it on Twitter and then people would say, stop t- telling us about Andre. Yep. And then one day, for whatever reason, I wouldn't do it. I would just say, Hamadou Diallo is out. And, you and then someone's like, what about Andre? Like, hey, what about Andre? I'd like, I need, I like, I'm glad that we don't have to deal with that anymore, but I was so tempted to put out a PSA that was like, hey, you uh, pro-Andre news and and anti-Andre news people, <laughs> you need to just have a meeting and decide. <laughs> yeah. Pin the tweet on your Twitter profile and then just like, all right, <laughs> yeah. until further notice, Andre is out. I'm not going to say anything more unless something interesting happens. But yeah, I mean, as you all are well aware, Andre's up in LA rehabbing away from the team just for a change of scenery. You've already heard, I would assume you've already listened to the eight, nine minutes of Billy Donovan talking about it. And I wasn't actually there during the scrum. I was doing the podcast with um, Deontay Burton, OKC 82. Go subscribe to that, please. Uh, But you were there, Maddie. Just, I didn't get to see any, it's not that important, but I've talked to Billy Donovan for a few years now. Just what was it like just being in the scrum talking about Andre Robertson for about nine minutes, basically? Yeah. I mean, I think, kind of what it was was Billy over and over again was being like hey look this sucks like this sucks for everyone involved this sucks and that's all, that's all I got yeah. you know uh and that's all I said like in the beginning of the show is like it just it's unfortunate it yeah. sucks yeah it's I mean it's really sad and the Thunder I think last year were still expecting him to come back at some point and they weren't ever going to rule him out and they you know really did want him for that second part of the season and so after that they weren't really counting him on on him for this year both on the court and in terms of their 
broader plans because they've seen how unpredictable this injury and these setbacks can be for him, which is really, really unfortunate because we've seen players come back from long rehabs, but like even, even Livingston's which felt like it was forever was 20 months and he's past that point at at this point. So coming back from that is going to be really hard and you know, I don't, I don't want to say unprecedented, but like somewhat unprecedented. It is. Yeah. Uh, it's, I mean, you, you also have to add to the fact, the reality of what Andre Robertson is, he's a one-sided player. So a guy like Sean Livingston, who I remember at the time, people thought he was never going to walk again. Yeah. Like it was that gruesome of an injury and it looked terrible. Andre Robertson's injury didn't look visibly terrible. It, once you knew what happened, it became, I guess, more gross, but Sean Livingston's was like on another level, but, um, Sean Livingston could do a lot of things and so his ability to bounce back even after a a potentially career devastating injury was a little bit higher I think than Andre because you know a lot of what Andre thrives on is just being able to run through screens move laterally on defense he's not you need your knees for that you need your knees for that and that was you know we joked about Paul George that was probably my biggest concern for him going into the season because all he does is bust through screens what do you need for those shoulders right (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's just again it's unfortunate it's sad he is i'm sure like whoever you read listen to that covers the thunder we all have nothing but nice things to say about andre robertson he's a great guy to talk to um he always gives us good answers he's always in good spirits but this is unfortunate because not endanger his short-term future with the thunder because he is on an expiring deal this year but like what is his future after this right if he doesn't come back and play this season it would be a huge gamble for any team to offer him a contract uh, in free agency. And so to be able to come back, he'd have to completely prove to eat. Like, even if he wanted to come back to the Thunder, who loves him, you know, they wouldn't obviously wouldn't (laughs) extend his contract at this point with, uh, you know, especially if he doesn't come back this season. And then if he doesn't come back, he's going to have to prove to whoever might be a prospective next destination for him even if it's the thunder that he's completely healthy and you know at that point you're looking at very few you know he has to get healthy he has to be able to get past this point where that he seems to not be able to get past which is being able to do contact on a regular basis and you know for longer than a week or so or less and then you know then you're looking at potentially does he go and play overseas to prove that? Does he play with the G League? Like, I I don't know. It's a tough road for him after that. And that's assuming that he is able to get back completely and get healthy. So uh, you hear a lot of fans go on and on about like, oh, he's eating up the, the Thunder's money and this, that, and the other. A, how would you feel if you got hurt on the job and didn't get workers comp or something <laughs> to that extent? And also B, Clay Bennett, he's not hurting for money. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. Um, yeah, it's. I, I get the fan frustration um, because I think this fan base is probably still, even though Russell Westbrook, Paul George, Jeremy Grant, all those guys are gone now and the Thunder are in a different situation, I feel like this fan base, a portion of it, is still kind of locked into the, uh, no pun intended, still <laughs> locked into the mindset of, oh, we've got to avoid the tax. The Thunder are going to pay the tax this year. After that, they're probably not going to, especially if Chris Paul is, is dealt. Um, and I'm starting to become more and more of the belief that Chris is probably going to finish out this season. I mean, I could be I could be wrong in two weeks once December 15th sure. hit. It's my personal opinion. Don't worry about the money. Don't worry about the tax. It's going to take care of itself. The Thunder are in the tax this year by virtue of what they've done the past few years as, you know, it's just the the back end of that. After this year, it's going to be fine. Andre Robertson's not going to be on contract, as far as we know, this year. 
Um, other guys will be moved and dealt. It's going to be fine. Andre Robertson is not hurting this team financially. Being on the roster, the Thunder have an open roster spot. He's not keeping some Presti from getting somebody that he wants. Right. If you can get under the taxes, you're great. If not, like Thunder's looking at several years for the next few seasons where they're going to be under the tax. Yeah, they're going to be a cheap team with some cheap young talent. Speaking of that cheap young talent, I loved your story about Darius Baisley and the Oklahoman. Oh, thank um, you. I had I had never seen the phrase dad drip. And then when, <laughs> and then just remembering what I had seen Chris Paul wear in the locker room. Sometimes it's a little okay, like I, I get it. That's stylish. That's what that's what affluent stylish stylish people wear. But then other times I'm like, yeah, he does dress like a dad. <laughs> dad drip. I've never it's so good. Well, I have a a conspiracy theory. I know that it's basically been proven that Victor Oladipo is thingamajig on uh, The Masked Singer. But <laughs> Chris Paul showed up in essentially thingamajig suit one day. Yeah. So maybe maybe they're just, uh, you know, they, they've they just tried to steer you that way. And it's actually Chris Paul. And we just don't know about his amazing singing <laughs> yeah. ability. Yeah, that's the next question. Hey, Chris, can you sing? <laughs> can you sing for us? Right now. <laughs> yeah, right, right now. now. Here's a microphone. Someone give him a beat. Come on, let's go. Um, I think no, that would go over really well. It's interesting. The fashion black hole that Russell Westbrook's exit has left on the Oklahoma City Thunder, you would think there's a black hole, but no. Like, Shagos Alexander wears funky pants with straps all over them it's sometimes. Sick. Darius I Bays- know my favorite were the ones that have all the, the, like, I don't even know how to describe those, the elastic pulley things. Oh, yeah, they looked like if he pulled it, like a parachute would pop out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's okay, guys. <laughs> I got you. Just grab on. It's going to be okay. You've got him, you've got Darius Baisley wearing clothes from a decade that he wasn't even um, alive in, yep. which I, I kind of get. I'll wear like an 80s rock tee and a jean jacket yeah. every once in a while. I'm you like, didn't have to be there to, to be I, able I, to observe. I remember the uh, the little quip that you put at the beginning of your article. I re- like that was, was, was that a preseason game? Mm-hmm. It was after it was, New I think Zealand? It was like before Memphis. Oh, okay. Yeah, and he would, he just kind of, Darius got fed up with uh, whoever was like Andre or whoever yeah. was talking to him. He's like, you don't have to be from the 90s to know what the 90s are. <laughs> and then the funny thing is, he says that, fast forward to Halloween, when uh, the Thunder basically told the media like, hey, we're going to give a reward out for all the media members who ever puts on the best costume. And I dressed like Kurt Cobain. Darius Baisley. Yeah, I, okay, I wasn't, go- <laughs> humble brag, I did win. It was great. It was a fantastic <laughs> costume, well deserved. So Darius Baisley's like walking across the floor and I'm like, hey Darius, who am I? And he just looks at me like, uh, no, <laughs> I, do- I don't know. And I'm like, Kurt Cobain. He's like, Who's that? Like, I thought you were a 90s guy. Come on now. <laughs> no, he said that. So it sounds like the reason why he knows 90s fashion is because he watches a lot of 90s TV. So Fresh Prince, Martin, Living Single. There, Yeah, yeah, I guess so. And I guess... And uh, skip the music. Nevermind and in, in, in Utero weren't probably on those soundtracks. So I guess that, that makes a little a little sense but no it was a fantastic article and if you guys haven't uh, checked it out yet just go to maddie's twitter page or go to the oklahoma and look it up it's awesome this, this team is it's a different environment let's just say there were times where by rule the nba allows availability in the locker room pregame if you didn't get to talk to them earlier that day you get to talk to them well in recent years it it was allowed on paper but it never was allowed in practice because somebody would be sitting in the locker room with the most deepest death scare you've ever seen and you're like, I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm just not gonna. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna this. erode <laughs> whatever uh, whatever relationship. I can't even call it that. That I have uh, to uh, to talk right now. Yeah, and now you've got Justin Patton like walking around and walking through. Like, there's usually like four or five of us in there during pregame. Justin Patton will like walk through and say, "All right, you guys got any questions? 
Anybody? No? Okay. All right. I'm going to the floor. He's a funny guy. It's a little bit of a different yeah. environment now. Well, so. the funny, real quick side note, Go the ahead. funny thing about Russ, too, is when we were in Houston, he was super animated in in his like i didn't want to go over and talk to him because i was worried that to like i didn't want to break his concentration or anything because you had ptsd and he was was, he was very friendly and animated and it was yeah hello friends interesting it's a new year for all of us (laughs) i would just be like something's up (laughs) something's wrong he's going to have (laughs) like he's having all of our computers bugged or something like okay something's up but um i guess with tonight the pacers this is a team that depants the Thunder a few weeks ago. Oh my gosh, it was so bad. It was so bad. What what, what was worse, Indiana or Portland? Portland was worse. Portland. Portland. Portland was worse, but Indiana was the first, so that's why it was so shocking because they'd been playing everyone and really good teams so close, and then suddenly it was just like, boom, oh, nope, they can still get blown out. Yep. All right, all right, here we are, back down to earth. This team is very capable of having bad nights, but you think going into a home game after two days rest, two-game winning streak, albeit both against the Pelicans, but hey, they won them. Uh, you got to think that there's a chance for them to keep that momentum up, but something that I had your partner Joe Masato asked Billy yesterday at the scrum the Thunder they lead the NBA in forcing their opponents to take the most mid-range jumpers well the Pacers I think they're either leading or second in the NBA in hitting those jumpers and Billy um, when he answered the question talked about just contestedness and it's like yeah "Yeah, well duh that's a really good question by the way well (laughs) every once in a while I I have one but you would think you're funneling them into doing that so by virtue they're contested but at the same time like that's what they're comfortable with And I know like the alternative is don't let them shoot threes because those are better shots anyway. So I'm like, how do the Thunder even attack this? Yeah, I know it's tough. And we saw that against the Spurs too, right? Where they're obviously a good mid-range team. And so you look at the, it's tough because the Thunder still is like, okay, well, we'll give them those shots. We just got to make sure that they're not wide open. And you, when you look at the percentages, they are still a little less efficient, but man, you just watch Aldridge just drain one after another. And TJ Warren was hitting step back Kawhi Leonard baseline jumpers over (laughs) Terrence Ferguson. It didn't matter. Like Terrence could have fouled him. He still probably would have made it. It just didn't matter. Like maybe they were just on that particular night, but you know, the Pacers, what they're the sixth seed in the East. And you would think, well, if the Thunder play in the East right now, like with how they've played, maybe they're in the playoff hunt. Sure. But I still see the Pacers just as not maybe just a step above, but two steps above the Thunder. So it's at home. They have some momentum. They've had two days off. I still don't know about tonight, though. I don't either. And like, it's hard because you can't put a finger on what went wrong in Indiana. Like, I was trying to write that game story, and it was the hardest game story I've written all year. And you'd think blowouts are easy to write, but it's like, no, I had the same problem. It's because you can't pick a strong angle because you're like, everything went wrong. (laughs) They were bad at everything. (laughs) Like, I can't can't cover that in 500 words. (laughs) So it's one of those things. I mean, that's a similar thing where when you're trying to fix problems, if everything went wrong, it's so much harder than being like, okay, well, we just need to fix our transition defense and then we should be fine. Yeah. The other thing for me tonight, other than just the Thunder's defense, is just how much of the little mini resurgence of Steven Adams, how much of that was him just by virtue of getting healthier through time? Because his injuries are just nagging. They're not, yeah. they're, they're injuries that only get better through weeks you know, weeks at a time. How much of that was that? And how much of it was he was playing against Jackson Hayes and Jaleel Okafor? Because he's going up against DeMontis Sabona tonight, who damn near sunned him in that game (laughs) a few weeks ago and has had kind of some 
success in the last few matchups against Steven. So this is something I'm looking forward to tonight. I just want to see more of the New Orleans Steven Adams. I want to see more aggression. I want to see more assuredness out of him. Uh, if so, then he's on the path to being back to relatively the same player that we're accustomed to seeing. But if he has a step back tonight, then it's like, when is this going to get to a point where we need to start asking Billy, like, are you considering resting him? Right. Yeah. And I, I asked him not that question, but a similar question where I asked why, when he first got that injury, did you not, cause I rested him for what? Three games. Yeah. It was like two and then three or yes, something like I that. I think so. Uh, anyways, a handful of games. And so I asked like, why didn't you just shut him down for longer? Not implying that he should, but like just genuinely curious. And he was saying, essentially Steven plays a role in making those decisions. And he thought that, you know, it wasn't getting worse. And so if he can continue to get better while also staying in the flow of the game, then that's what's best for him. So if, I mean, if he does take another step back tonight, they'll be weighing all those things. Obviously you never want to see anyone hurt. So hopefully he's able to, to keep progressing, but yeah, if he can, make if he can be dominant in the post again that's really good news for the thunder if not then you know then maybe it was the pelicans yeah and again it's it's one thing to get just beat by a player that might be better than you i don't know if demonis sabonis is right now better than steven adams but in the last few matchups it's it's looked that way but it's another thing to just get beat and also look completely and utterly you know, when Steven is dealing with injury and he's not sure of himself and he's pump faking and yeah. drawing fouls by himself when he's not a very good foul shooter, it's just, what's the Apparently point here? now he is. Now though. he it's is. very he, confusing. <laughs> I wonder if he's going to be like Shaq, where Shaq would always be like, I hit him when they count. He did and for he New did, Orleans. did against New Orleans. Uh, and I was going to say, there's no, there, <laughs> there's no defense for a free throw, but... If we're gonna pump up other people on the beat, Royce brother. Really that was good a fun story, story yeah. on how maybe there is. Yeah, just um, have South Beach. <laughs> have South Beach and uh, or Patrick Beverly just being a nuisance, just fall, <laughs> falling offline. I think I yeah I teased it on yesterday's episode, so we just need to touch on this really quick before I get you out of here, Maddie. Coat racks. Why are they dangerous? <laughs> um. Uh, Madison is a much better person <laughs> to ask about that, but um, they uh, they can certainly start some. They can look at you funny. They can look at you funny and start some quarrels. Uh, I'm I'm speaking as just an observer, <laughs> and then uh, and then once those quarrels start, theoretically, a whole establishment could turn against that coach. <laughs> I I don't know. I'm I'm just guessing. <laughs> Madison Morris, cult leader. I mean, I saw between, it happen between the between <laughs> the coat rack and and the turtleneck. Yes, and so. she got. I'm hoping Deontay Burton remembers because on the podcast yesterday, Deontay said, "Okay, I'll wear a turtleneck to the game." I can't believe it, but he wanted Madison to wear like black and brown, and then Madison was like, oh, "Okay, sure." And then Deontay walked out the door, and she was like, "I'm not wearing black and brown." And I was like, "Madison, you she have better. to." She better, otherwise, there's she can't say anything if Deontay doesn't. Wear I know a turtleneck. I know. Um, this is her integrity on the line. Are you a member of the Turtleneck Gang? Because you've worn some. I have worn some, but I've never been inducted. Oh, Madison! I know. I was like, ball. I was honestly like a little hurt, Madison. <laughs> that, uh, that I will force her there, to listen to this podcast. There was a night podcast. when I wore a turtleneck, and she posted pictures of all these other people in turtlenecks, including <laughs> Adam. It was just the players I didn't understand, but Adam <laughs> made the, <laughs> made the post, and I did it. Adam Francisco, Suave Report. Shout out to you. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, Madison, come on. Be nice to Maddie. Yeah. You can't see it because you're listening to this, but I mean, she looks brokenhearted. Help her out. <laughs> but uh, Maddie, anything you want to tease, plug uh, that you're working on moving forward for the Oklahoman? Ooh, yeah. Um, so many things. Uh, keep a look out for. I've got a um a couple Shea Gildress Alexander stories that I'm excited about. Kind of digging into both relationships with people who have influenced him. And like very specific pockets of play, if that makes any sense. If it doesn't, read it. Read <laughs> and it, you'll and find then it'll make what sense. What I'm these vague words that I'm saying mean. Yeah, I mean, and I can't give you my entire outline. Of course, because uh, I don't want to find a Brady Trantham. Oh yeah, and this post. is all recording. <laughs> um, digging for stories right now. <laughs> Like I That's told, all this was, just like, yeah. a story idea. <laughs> you don't actually run a podcast, don't Brady? Come on now. These aren't even plugged in or anything. <laughs> yeah. Well, Maddie, thank you so much for jumping on. You're the first uh, media member since I've hosted the Locked On Thunder podcast, and I started, I think, last Wednesday. And uh, oh, everyone's I'm so honored. Yeah, but there's only so many of us. There's probably like yeah. 15 to 20 people that I could probably do this with. And this is a this is a basketball season. It's very long, so I'm pretty sure I'll be barking up perfect your phone and be like hey do you want to jump on the podcast this week i can't wait feel free to yeah have more of a oklahoman presence than anybody else i'm fine with a little extra time to plug our stuff no it it feels too (laughs) to step out to get my feet wet in other ventures but uh thank you again maddie appreciate it yeah thanks for having me once again, thank you so much to Maddie Lee for jumping on the Locked on Thunder podcast. Everybody, thank you all so much for listening. And if you listen to the entire thing, you guys get a gold star. Just hit me up on Twitter at Brady Does Sports and just tell me that you listen to the entire thing. And sorry, uh, apologies for the little bit of a longer episode today, but I wanted to do the sit down with Maddie Lee. The Andre Robertson news broke yesterday, so in, in content alone, it was going to be hard to make this 20, 22 minutes like I've been doing most of my shows thus far. But sometimes you've got to shove and cram a lot of stuff into one little podcast, and hopefully I did a good enough job for everybody. But everybody, once again, thank you so much for listening to Locked On Thunder Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you all so, so much, and we will talk to you Thursday after the Thunder have played the Indiana Pacers. Until then, y'all have a good one. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.